Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I'm excited that you are joining in today and listening in on our topic, uh, which is going to be all about autism. Uh, Thanks so much for your support and for uh, basically liking and sharing the Ask Dr. Deanna podcast. Um, We've had a lot of fun with it, and I've really enjoyed uh, receiving some of your questions and being able to take that those questions and turn them into uh, podcast topics and so forth. So keep those coming. We are all enjoying those very, very much. So today's topic is just a little bit on autism. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me questions about this, and there's a lot of information out there. There's some misinformation. It's sometimes muddy. And I thought, well, if I could bring a little bit of information and maybe just a little bit of clarity, that would be fantastic. Um, It is certainly something that affects everything. Every single one of us, everybody, it affects everybody. And the reason is that um, the current statistic today in the United States is that one out of one in 44 children actually are on the spectrum, okay, autism spectrum disorder or ASD. This has been increasing dramatically since the 1980s. And I can remember when the, when it was the, you know, the, the, the statistic was, you know, much less and it just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. Um, they have said that it, it does seem to parallel glyphosate usage. If you look, you know, glyphosate was started to be used in the 1980s in our country. And glyphosate is the active ingredient in Roundup. It's in several other weed killers as well. It's used on a lot of genetically modified uh, crops and so forth. And so we have seen this dramatic increase and it has an impact um, on everybody because, you know, whether you are involved in the school system, you've got kids, you know, um, just, uh, you know, maybe even you own a business, you know, it, it, this will become an issue. And so certainly in my medical practice, it's something that I deal with on a daily basis. And if you look at what what's causing this, you know, that's one of the things that people always want to know, well, what is the cause? Well, the bottom line is they don't know for sure. It is what we say in medicine, multifactorial. And multifactorial just means that it's probably kind of a perfect storm. It's a lot of different things um, that can be contributing. And, you know, some of the things that I look at, I look at uh, from a genetic standpoint, we know that there are some what we call gene snips or genetic uh, mutations, if you will, that might make somebody more predisposed to autism. We know that that toxins certainly do uh, play a role as well, and we're not just talking about toxins that we consume through diet, um, you know, additives, food additives, that sort of thing, but also toxins that we might be exposed to in our environment um, that we might breathe, uh, toxins that we, you know might even put on our skin that comes through a personal care product, we know that there's an impact there. And, um, you know, there's a lot that we can do from a therapy standpoint, looking at nutrition. And some of the things as I started really looking into this that that I found, and, and you, you guys know, if you go back and listen to all the the past podcast, I'm talking about the gut, the gut, the gut, you know, that I hit that hard. And basically what we do know is that glyphosate um, causes an abnormal gut microbiota. So glyphosate um, really does a number on our gut 
uh, microbes. You know, it was said that glyphosate is safe for human consumption, uh, that it doesn't alter us physiologically or anything like that. However, what we know now today is that through the shikimati pathway, um, which is the biochemistry of it, it does alter the gut microbiome. And so the gut microbiome uh, in children with autism, uh, they did a study and basically found that that had been altered. Um, Both the gut microbiota as well as short chain fatty acids um, were abnormal uh, when testing uh, their stool. And so basically we know that there is a tie-in with this. And so what does that mean? Um, for us as parents, as employers, as grandparents, as, you know, as a society, um, it just means that, that we need to be aware, okay? That's one of the best things we can, we can do is just become aware of this issue and what we can do. So it starts, in my mind, with clean eating, making sure that we're not eating glyphosate, okay? We, you know, the foods that are loaded with glyphosate, um, you know, it, it's sprayed on corn, it's sprayed on soy. Uh, so, you know, all of those byproducts often Oftentimes are are toxic, um, not just genetically modified, but also many many crops that they spray um, basically as a desiccant or a drying agent so that they can go to the market more quickly. So we would see it there, but but it's more than glyphosate. It's all the other chemicals. So what I am proposing is that we basically clean up our diet, that we eat a whole food, plant-based, nutrient-dense diet. You know where it came from. You know how it was grown. It's not in a box. It's not in a package. It's not coming from a drive-through window. It's maybe coming from your garden or your local farmer's market, and you're taking it home, and you're cooking it, and you're cooking more at home, and that is going to be so much healthier uh, in the long run. Um, One of the things that we know is that there's this um, subset of chemicals, specifically chemicals that maybe a baby might be exposed to during pregnancy or might be exposed to even uh, during lactation that seem to have uh, a a connection to or or higher rate of autism. And from the studies that I looked at, um, they were actually implicating um, some medications like SSRIs. Um, That's a medicine that's frequently used for depression or maybe even for anxiety. Um, They implicate pesticides, uh, phthalates, um, PCBs. Uh, solvents, air pollutants, fragrance, and then heavy metals. So basically, you know, again, what we really need to do here in this whole scenario, you know, as a society is to eat healthier, to be aware of these things and to know that it can make a difference. So let me just share, you know, some of the things that I've seen through what I call nutritional therapy. There's this whole world out there called nutrigenomics, and it's this combination of nutrition and genetics. And there are some wonderful books that are written that that can kind of help you through that. There are certain tests that you can do uh, from a genetic standpoint and so forth that can help you in this area. But basically, I have seen children uh, who, who uh, you know, are on the spectrum, uh, you know, have incredible results just by being aware of these things, cleaning up the environment, the entire household, um, you know, looking at from a diet standpoint and having you know, improved behavior because of that. And if you're looking at that and you're saying, well, why would that be? What is the the, the the situation here? Why would it make a difference? It's because for a lot of those chemicals that we are often exposed to, um, many of them are neurotoxins or they're um, neurostimulants. They actually have a stimulatory effect on our brains. And autism is a developmental disorder. It's a developmental disorder that's characterized by social 
and communication impairments. That's usually, you know, where these kids have issues and adults. So it's not just children. We've got adults with autism as well. Uh, It also is combined with limited uh, or focused interests and repetitive behaviors. So that's kind of the hallmark, a lot of what we will see with that. But it's incredible to be able to, to help somebody, you know, their life around, not really their life around so much, uh, but to turn this syndrome around or to see some positive improvements in behavior, in some of the, the issues that, that maybe make life a little more difficult for them. And that has been a wonderful thing. So how, what kind of foods do we look at? Well, it's, it's basically that whole food, nutrient-dense, clean diet. And clean is really the key. Uh, you know, not allowing uh, processed foods to come into the house. Eating a lot of vegetables that help to detox the system, also help to alkalinize the body so that it can function at optimal levels. Uh, and then really good omega sources of omega-3 essential fatty acids that are going to help nourish the brain and help the nervous system uh, to to basically function at optimal levels as well. And and on top of that, some really great probiotics that are going to help restore the gut microbiome so that it can do its job with detox and uh, do its job with the immune system, do its job with creating, uh, you know, uh, neurotransmitters to help us feel well, and then also do its job in terms of the the gut-brain connection and communicating from that standpoint. So those are just some of my tips. Again, I've seen it really, you know, work very, very well. It's not an overnight process. This is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle or a commitment to, okay, we're going to eat clean, you know, as a family, uh, we're going to eat whole foods, nutrient dense, clean, and, uh, you know, see if this makes a difference. But again, it's not a night. It's not for a night. It's not for a day. It's not for a week. It becomes a lifetime. But what we've seen over time is improved, um, you know, behaviors and really good results with it. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you'll join in next week. Next week, we are going to take a dive into toxin awareness and just look at some of the toxins um, that many of us are not even aware that we're being exposed to and that could potentially be harmful to our health or causing some adverse effects. So thanks so much for joining me and uh, be sure to plug in next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at deannaholdren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.